What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Houston Healing Podcast. It's Dr. Pam. And Dr. Janae. Back here with another mental health conversation. But before we jump into that, how you doing today, Dr. Janae? I'm doing all right. It was it was a chill week. I feel like there's nothing to note. So that's a good week for me. Listen, I love that for you. I love that for you. I'm I'm doing good. I'm feeling a little allergies. I'm definitely an allergy chick. So uh, if you hear me sniffling, I apologize in advance. They're going to have to love you through it. You know what? Love because me through it. Okay. you showing up and supporting the people in spite of. So I hope your allergies get better because that's no joke for real. Child, it's like sick all the time. <laughs> right. Um, I want to jump into our topic today, which came specifically from a listener and from a personal friend. And I immediately sent it to you and we were like, yes, we're going with this. So as always, we appreciate y'all's engagement. You guys um, tell us what you want to talk about, what you want to hear from us regarding that's what we're here for. So this topic is from a video clip that a friend sent me regarding friendship and regarding our day ones and our day twos and what that looks like and things of that nature. So just for context, I want to give you the clip that was sent to us. So we'll play it right here. I'm a firm believer in day twos. We all got day ones. Yeah. We grew up out the sandbox. Yeah. We done shared chicken sandwiches. Yeah. We done shared a snack box. But I believe in day twos. Yeah. And the day ones, you didn't get to choose those people. They were attached to you based on your environment, environment based right. on your circumstance. Right. And usually the language of day ones is survival. Usually the conversations with your day ones is about stuff we used to do and the silly things we did. And the, oh my God, you remember that time? Your day twos are from different places, so it's intentional. Mm -hmm. Your day twos, y'all speak the language of thriving. Mm -hmm. How do we excel and expand? Mm -hmm. How do mm -hmm. we add value to each other? How mm -hmm. can I help and support? And so I believe you need that. The way you got a right hand and a left hand, you need mm -hmm. day ones mm -hmm. to keep you grounded and let mm -hmm. you know where you come from. Mm -hmm. But you need day twos that are going to push you absolutely and challenge you absolutely. And, and stretch you. Once I saw this clip, I was like, yo, he was in his bag when he was talking about mm. this. And I feel like it is so relevant and so timely. And we got a great deal of questions from the heartbreak of the friendship episode. Um, mm -hmm. This ain't regular heartbreak that I feel like this is not the same topic whatsoever, but there are, are very important messages and things to unpack. And this video was the catalyst. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is like that next step. We were talking about in that last episode with, um, the heartbreak of a friendship kind of like just knowing when things are okay to let go and whatever, whatever. I feel like this one is taking more of a value assessment and not being stuck on time and, and longevity to be like, Oh, you know, this is the only real friend I have because mm -hmm. we've been through the sandbox. Cause I mean, to be quite honest, me and you were day twos, if you want to talk about it. Right. But it's like, crazy because the way we engage and I'm sure it translates to most of the people listening like you would think I know you my whole life like girl it's day really one wild. whole time is day two <laughs> yeah hell day might be day three because it's like real fresh no I'm just <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's I don't even real think we like offer your probation honestly speaking no we're not I had to really like sit and think the other day and I was like Ooh, yeah okay but you would never know Never. And it's crazy because like if we didn't get to the space in life where we were okay with like understanding like, okay, there's a space for day ones, of course, but there's also a space for day twos and like being able to open up and 
have room and understanding for new relationships and being open to fostering them, we would never got here. And we wouldn't yeah. be over here blessing the streets, you know? Right. If we weren't, again, we already talked about this. If you didn't shoot your shot, if we weren't vulnerable and if we weren't open-minded, we wouldn't be here. So there's this, it's a walking example of what it looks like to allow space for day twos um, and recognize that that doesn't minimize your day ones. Or again, maybe there's something going on where you need to reevaluate the role mm-hmm. that your quote unquote day ones have in your life. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, for, well, before we get to the day twos, let's, let's talk about the day ones, right? Have you okay. ever had a day one not make the cut? And Ooh. not be like that longevity. You know, Ooh. I'm going to answer that in a very objective manner. And it is, yes, it is. Um, yeah. And every situation looks different. And so for me, I've had to do friendship assessments and look at mm. the value because myself, I definitely have felt obligated to the time of a relationship. This has mm. been my friend since, boom, this has been my childhood Uh, best friend or our moms were cool together or we went to high school, college, whatever it is, the things that make, like you said, we came from the sandbox together. So there's been a lot of times that you feel obligated or you don't know what it's like to not have that person as a friend, even though all the signs are there that the friendship is not edifying, whether it is lack of communication, lack of shared interests, whether there's been a violation of, of a friendship contract, like I would not have friends who do blank to me or don't show up for me or whatever it is for you. We often give those day ones more leeway or more of a pass because we're so grounded in the duration of the friendship that we often don't look mm-hmm. at the friendship. And so there have been times that I myself have been like, is this friendship bringing anything to me? Or subsequently, Mm -hmm. am I bringing anything to the friendship? Because it ain't everybody else's fault, right? We have to also Mm -hmm. assess our role in it. And so sometimes I look at friendships and I'm like, it's been X amount of time since I've talked to this person, or this is my quote unquote closest friend. And we don't share our deepest, darkest secrets anymore. All we're doing is revisiting. Remember back when in fourth grade? And it's like, girl, we got a fourth grade. 35 years ago. Like we need to let that go. Um, And so when I've done those assessments of my friendships, first and foremost, I communicate that. I'm like, hey, I'm noticing, am I tripping? No, but this is what I'm seeing or observing in our friendship. Like, am I off the mark here? Is this a me thing? Is it a you thing? Is it a us Mm -hmm. thing? Because we always talk about that without communication, nothing changes, nothing. If we don't address the problem, we can't expect for anything different to happen. And so in some of those day one friendships, things did change or we, you know, we had a disagreement, but we brought ourselves back because we admitted our faults and we grew, we learned other ones are just like, yo, you cool. I have love for you, but we're on two different wavelengths and they just don't, they don't flow together. No love lost when mm-hmm. I see this love. Mm-hmm. And there are other friendships where I'm like, you acting real weird toward me, but you good with everybody over there. So it's something about us. We can't identify it or nobody wants to admit what that is, but regardless this friendship doesn't have the closeness and importance and it's not centered in one or both of our lives like it used to be. So Mm. similar to the heartbreak episode, it's been really sad because it's like, I've known you my whole life or you've been this critical person for me. And now you're one of my best friends and now you're an associate or we've completely cut ties. So there's a lot of emotions and processes in it, but I've absolutely had a day one that doesn't make the cut. I have absolutely not made the cut in some day one's lives. So it goes both ways, right? Yeah, because I mean, let's let's not get it twisted. We're not sitting here uh, trying to be like, oh, you know, I'm the best friend ever. No, I, I ain't shit. <laughs> There's days I ain't shit, and I know it. 
<laughs> I know it. And there's certain people right. that get the ain't shitness of me. And that's just what it is. So, you know, just understanding that sometimes you don't make people's cut and <laughs> I'm okay with that. Trust me. I'm okay with it. Um, and sometimes people don't make your cut. And I feel like that's an important part that you bring up. Cause it's not like we're sitting here like, Oh yeah. Everyone who's ever been blessed to be my friend. Like, it's not that. But I mean, it is, but it is. We are human. (laughs) So we fall short of being the friends. Like you said, I feel like, again, as therapists, we often show up in ways that look different than some other folks. Mm -hmm. Um, And that can also become exhausting when you start to feel like I'm always checking in on you. I remember that this is your favorite time of year. I remember this is your hardest time of year. I'm inviting you to things. I'm incorporating you on my life updates. And that's not being reciprocated or it feels imbalanced, right? And people go through things. People go through their seasons. Life is rough for all of us. Life is life and for every single person, regardless of what you got going on. And so we have to give grace and space and understanding to that. But there also comes a time when you have to recognize like, you playing in my face. Like, and so that has been some of my experiences where it's like, yeah, we busy this. We don't have all the free time in the world that we used to have. We can't sit up and be on the phone for hours and hours or hang out every weekend, but it's like, okay, we're busy. We don't talk as much, but every time I talk to you, you got enough time for the next person. Or when I ask you to go somewhere or do something, your finances ain't right. Your PTO ain't right, but you stay outside with everybody else. And I'm like, okay. Or the the ones where you like, or the I'm ones like, where you like looking out for the friend, but yet you got everything to do with everybody else. And you like, but why always gotta look out? I'm over here so, feeling like uh Erica Badu, you Tyrone, what's going on? Right. Cause I'm like, okay, life is life in, but you living life over there. But over mm. here, you, I'm like, okay, so for me, that's an absolute violation. And that is where I will leave you right where you was being weird at. Like, come on. Once that's happening, I'm like, no, no, no. I don't know what's going on, but we make time for the people who matter to us. We show up for the people that matter to us. And that is sometimes a call. Sometimes it's a text. Sometimes it's a car ride, a flight, um, an act of service, a physical gift, a whatever. But okay. I feel like a lot of times day ones and myself included, I've been guilty of this, is that we cling on to that history that we forget that we have to water that friendship. It's kind of like people mm-hmm. who have been in long-term relationships or marriages where they stop dating their partner. They don't feel like they need to get their partner flowers and date night. And it's like, why you think that person still don't want to be wined and dined and told they look pretty? Like, just because you got them, you don't stop doing those things. So I think that that's the downfall of a lot of day ones. It's like, oh, you've been my friend since we was five years Mm -hmm. old. Like, I don't have to show up anymore. And it's like, speaking for myself, you show do because I'm going to do it for you. (laughs) And once we stop showing up for one another, what the hell is we talking about? Can I really call you a friend? No, right. So, and it's crazy because for me, I had to really like in preparation for this episode, really sit down and be like, yo, like canvas my friends and see like, what's, what's really going on in there. You know, who is that? Is it day one, day two? Who is that? You know? And it's like, to be quite honest, I like, I'm gonna go on the, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this 10 toes down. I don't think I have anybody that I grew up with sandbox elementary school you know what I mean like my day ones are literally through my formative years maybe over the last 15 12 years kind of thing right ain't nobody from the sandbox I don't remember them people you know um and most of them if they're somewhere they're living in social media being a high buy and a click double click you know Mm -hmm. so like that core base of people from like me just growing and evolving and becoming unapologetically myself 
those are my day ones. Those are the people I feel like, okay, we through the, we've been through the trenches, right? But then even mm. in that, that I, I see over the years, the older I get, the smaller that circle becomes. And I remember there was one time where I was just like, look, I need to let go of this new, new, no new friends or whatever the hell I thought Drake was talking about because <laughs> I'm going to be out here with no friends and I can't be alone on an island by myself. That's just not yeah. life, you know? Um, and then like, as soon as I started trying to get okay with the idea of making new relationships and giving people a chance to like be there. Cause I'm also one of the people that love to be of service, love to, you know, support and hold space for other people, but I don't ask for much in return. I don't know. It's just kind of who I am. And that's but the problem. Then, we need to start asking for more. Yeah. That is a big problem. Big, that's big another problem. episode. We'll say that for another okay. time. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, just being open to like calling on people that I wouldn't normally call on or allowing people to hold space that I wouldn't allow them to usually hold. And it's just like, oh, okay. So this is, okay, this is flourishing. This is a cool connection. I mm-hmm. like this, you know, and just being open to that. That's where I had to kind of like do my uncomfortable comfortable and and come above myself right and get out my own way you're really good at that though like you're not just capping for the episode because from us moving from just people that were in a training together that worked for the same institution to kiki and on the little instant messenger Mm -hmm. like i remember when you started being transparent with me and i was just like oh she rocked with me because like Again, we talk about like, I'm pretty guarded. And I was like, I wouldn't be telling nobody knew this. But again, I was like, I have to appreciate that and recognize that you see something in me. And then from there, I was like, okay, girl, let me tell you this little tea. And Mm -hmm. that's how, but you, I think that's a very interesting perspective. And it's similar to what that video and that podcast was talking about, but in a different perspective, like you have built your stable foundation in your adolescence and young adulthood. Whereas Mm -hmm. most folks or a great deal of folks have done that in childhood and middle school and high school. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I really have friends from all stages of life, but my closest friends to me are probably my friends that I developed in college, just because for multiple reasons, me and some of my childhood friends are, we have different, our paths, we have different life paths. We have different interests. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, kind of what I was just saying, like people lean into and they get watered other places and that's fine. Like I sincerely love that for them. Um, But subsequently, I've had to do the same Uh, because when your day ones move in different space and they don't bring you along or maybe you don't fit like it's not necessarily on them. You it is on you to figure out what makes sense for you and what friendship is fulfilling. Like, I don't believe in the superficiality of friendships. Like, I got to have all these people and I got to have all these pictures. And like, I really want people that I can build community with. And so for, for sure. you, you've built that community in your adult life. And then as you continue to navigate it, it's gotten even smaller and that's required you to rebuild. And so you really are out here like assessing and putting people in the appropriate boxes. Whereas me, I struggle with that. I was just like, oh, you, you know, our mom moved to daycare together. And it's like, girl, she ain't think about you. Like, let that go. So like, what were some of like, how do you have that ability or that skill set? For me, so let's let's not get it misunderstood. It's not like I'm upper echelon was really thinking and intentional about all this stuff. <laughs> I think there's a part of it, like I moved around a lot. My mom moved around a lot. So organically, like 
some of those things you just can't keep tabs and keep the you know what I mean because a lot of these people you knew because you was going to school with you was up the street with y'all was playing around those kind of things and those things didn't um I guess come to fruition because of the moving or because of being in a new space then I've also been the person that went straight through with school like I didn't take no real breaks so when I start saying, hey, you know, I can't come to the this and the that because I got to study and you acting funny style or I can't do this because of this. I feel like people naturally took themselves out of the running. Got it. And it was like to the point where I had to really lift and pull and drag. And I'm like, ah. Am I forcing you to be my friend? It's not by force. <laughs> it's not by force. Nothing over here. Let's for what? Let's get it very clear. For what? You know? So I think that was part of like me coming to terms with, all right, you need to start messing with people that mess with you. Because right. time, uh, availability, space, uh, proximity, that's not your friend. So you got to actually actively water friendships. And I think the more I try to be more intentional about that, the better I got at it. There's still a few, a few that slip through the cracks and I'm looking like, okay, am I the only one doing all the things here? That's why we still have these relationships that we're sitting here looking at. Like, would you still be here if I didn't put all the effort in? Would you still be here if I wasn't the one making the calls, being there for you when you need it, making time for you, and then you just so happen to have time for me. So now it feels like you're accommodating me too. And I think for me, where my struggle comes from is when I have those friendships that have stood the test of time over these decade or decade and a half, you know, and now you acting funny at this junction. I'm like, no, we yeah. made it through the thick of it. Why is you acting dumb now? Now you want to be weird. You should have <laughs> did that 15 years ago. So I could have cut, cut, cut. You wouldn't have made it here. So now you made it here and now I got to, now I got to reassess. So I now it's like, hate that. Ugh, right? Because you're like, oh, I got my tribe. We are good. We are Gucci. Let's go. And at this point, we're just holding uh, auditions for new members. Nah, the old members be getting kicked out because they acting a fool. Don't get comfortable in your space. Don't get comfortable. Mm -hmm. But I found for myself that, and it, sometimes it has nothing to do with these day ones in the spaces that they no longer deserve to occupy or choose not to occupy. But I have found that there has been so much beauty in friendships that weren't as close previously. And for whatever reason, like for me, um, not all my friends are parents, but I have had some associates and acquaintances that are on a similar journey with me and motherhood. And that has caused mm. our relationships to thrive. Um, some of my closest friends don't have kids. So you don't have to be on the same life path or in the same life stage. Like my friends are all so different. And I love that about my friendships, but I have found that people that were just high and by status with me have been people that I have been able to lean on, have been able to confide in. And so that mm -hmm. took me to let my guard down, to let that happen and also not be so fixated on relationships. Like you said, that no longer serve their purpose, but being scared to address it. Um, and again, I don't have a problem communicating with people, but I know that my approach sometimes be like, oh, girl. So I'm like, OK, I'm trying to approach this as a problem solving. Yeah, you thing. do be and a little rough around the edges. Don't because you'd be right there. too. So don't, don't, don't. You That's know why what? I recognize it at you. <laughs> yeah, because the problem recognizes the problem. OK, OK. But I, 
I always try to give that preface like, hey, I am coming to this conversation or to bring this issue to the table for resolution. Like it's not an attack. Mm -hmm. It's not condescending. Mm -hmm. Like it's not one sided because we both play a role. So I have this, you know, very real conversation, but I make sure that there's flowers on the outside. And it's like, I hear you. I understand. And so when nothing changes, it's like, okay, now there's going to be hostility. And now I'm going to come at you and act the fool because y'all know how I am. You know how I'm coming. So let's just not. Let's remove that space. Let's put you in the box that you belong in, which again, it may just be a social media friend. It may be a, mm-hmm. hey, I tap in with you for celebratory things. Happy birthday. Merry Christmas. How's the family? I heard your cousin got married. Mm-hmm. And we keep it moving. Or we just don't talk at all because I'm no mm-hmm. longer putting forth the effort. But that then allows me to make new friends with people that be on the train and talking about people and want to, you know, compliment nails. <laughs> or it allows me to really lean into people like, oh, I just remember taking a couple classes with you in undergrad, but like you hella cool. Like I rock with you. So that's the important thing that happens when you sit and reassess your relationships and you put folks where they need to be. And most importantly, you put yourself where you need to be. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, allows yeah. you to align with friendships or find friendships that support you in this stage of your life. Of course. And I think that's a very important part because at the end of the day, who I was in a sandbox is not who I am today. That part. And beyond my wildest dreams, I couldn't tell you that this is who I would be today. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm still trying to figure that out. Right. So as we grow, we progress, we mold, we form, we evolve or whatever. We're going to be different. Now, the people in our lives don't have to do it in the same way as us, but they have to allow space for the new versions of us, right? So when you knew Pam was always popping off and talking shit, I still do that. There's a space for that, but there's also a space for other things too. So every conversation we have, it shouldn't be, well, are you sure you said that? Because you know you be talking shit all the time and da 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 And it's like, girl... Yeah, I'm sure I said what I said. Like, why are you trying to come for me, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And being able to understand that, okay, maybe this person, although I would love to have them around and although I still consider them a day one, they are not open to a different version of me. They are Mm -hmm. not open to this new update. They're not trying to do the update. And that's okay, too. You can stay over here. With love. With nothing but love. love. And I think, you know... That's the biggest part of this is we're so scared of cutting off a friendship because of, again, our own fears or how that person may perceive it. But it's like, look, I love you, but we're not aligned. Um, What I need in friendship, what you're looking for in friendship, or like you said, maybe somebody is stuck on that younger version of you. Um, I had a friend like that where every time we talked, all we talked about was like freshman and sophomore year bullshit. And I was like, dog, how many times about this conversation? Like so many things have happened in life in both of our lives since then. And I was just like, you are stuck in in that year. We're not even going to say the year because you're not about to do that to me. But like you are stuck living in that moment. And I'm like, so many other things are worth conversation and celebration and all of that. And we still talking about freshman year and my brain at 14, I wasn't hitting on shit. I'm like, I want to talk about some other stuff. Like, Thank so you. recognizing that, right? Um, mm-hmm. And really, like you said, putting things where they need to go, not feeling guilt or shame, and then stepping mm. away from the fact that you feel what? obligated. Say that again. Say right? that part again. Not feeling you, guilt feel or what? Like, <laughs> without guilt or shame, we feel so bad. Like people have asked me about individuals who held a really prominent space in my life. 
And they're like, how was so-and-so? And I'm like, oh, they're doing good. Or I'll be like, oh, I'm not sure. And the eyebrow raises and people always think it's beef. And I'm like, no, nah, like I just haven't talked to that person. Or, you know, I really, you know, the last time we spoke was whoop. And they're like, what? And I'm like, and again, there's nothing else to say. And even if there was something to say, I don't believe in discussing person A with person B doing the mess. So even if we got some issues in-house and internally, that's not something I'm going to be communicating to others. I would encourage other folks to practice that um, just out of respect, out of boundaries. Out again, I'm too old for mess. So we're not going to do that. But I felt the, I felt the, you know, the, the I, I can't believe. Oh. And, you know, they're trying to look and investigate. And I'm like, I don't feel any guilt in saying that or any shame. Like, I just don't talk to that person. Um, like, oh, you spending a lot of time with someone. So I'm like, yeah, that's my dog. Like, they hella cool. We won't be, we won't. Like, I'm not going to allow you to make me feel bad, especially when you don't even know what's going on. But okay. there's so much guilt and shame. And like, I have to hold on to this friendship. I have to put on this facade. I have to uh, continue to show up for this person. And I'm like, who told you that? No, you don't. Mm-hmm. Or that other fear of like, I don't want to look brand new. I don't want to, uh, I don't want people to be like, oh, just because she a doctor, she acting different. Just because she went to lit school, she acting different. And it's like, I'm still me. I'm still very much me. I'm still doing all the things that I do. But the fact that I don't understand the things that you're talking about or the my day-to-day doesn't look like your day-to-day. Mm-hmm. And the things that we communicate mm-hmm or the things that we um, share in common have become minor or minute. So it's like, I'm not being different. Right. It's, it's, I'm being authentic. And for me, I don't know Mm -hmm. if I've been confronted with that. Like, Oh, you didn't went to school and things like you said, we've been in school our whole lives. So that argument will fall flat quickly. But for me, it's about assessing something that you talked about when you and I were on the phone, like a struggle foundation versus a thriving foundation. Like what is actually moving and growing and building? I don't mm-hmm. want to, we have to communicate. We have to express ourselves, but I don't want a friendship. I don't want a relationship. I don't want to be at work. I don't want to be nowhere where I have to be chipping away and fighting every second and trying to occupy space and, and have visibility. Like I want things that are naturally flourishing and in this phase of my life, everything that is connected to and attached to me must be intentional. So if mm-hmm. my friendship is not intentional, it can go up out the door. I don't care if I've known you since the day I was born. I don't care if I met you yesterday. Like I am going to sit in a space where I'm aligned with folks and that we are both intentional in one another's lives. And if we're not, I really don't care about cutting the friendship off or putting it where it needs to be. And that's where that unapologetic regard for self comes in. Because yes, mm-hmm. I love you. I love the friendship that we shared when it looked this way. And I still love the friendship in whatever space we share it today. But I love myself more to know that where we're currently at is not working for me. And we've communicated it and ain't nothing happened. So mm-hmm. you now in the associate box and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And then even another, I mean, same, same issue, different capacity I guess it's like the people in our lives that um the vibes are just off the energy is off like Mm -hmm. I understand life be life and child it's days I will even call you and I'm like girl it's not the day I'm dropping a mixtape and I'm like fuck this and fuck that and everybody can get it right but I can't live there I know for me ain't shit gonna get done if I live in that spirit but then there's certain people I've I've known that I've had to kind of like limit their access to me because that's just where they live. Mm 
Listen, if you was on some, hey, what's going on? Guess what happened? They're like, oh, okay, that's nice. But I'm like, girl, I feel like shit. She's like, girl, me too. Tell me about it. Like, why you just, <laughs> you just want to hear the mess and you just want to hear the down bad and the depression and the, we can't celebrate together. We can't do good things together. It's like, okay. Mm-hmm. I can't sit there with you because then I'm not going to want to do nothing. Uh, I'm going to take on that energy. I'm going to sit in that. And I, I know that's not good for my well-being just on my day-to-day as well as my progress. So I've had to distance myself from those kind of people as well. Not saying that mm-hmm. I'm always positive and jovial. It's just I know for me, I can't live there and I need to limit my time being in that kind of energy and space. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's a perfect example of that self-assessment and then you do the assessment of your friendships so you got to figure out what am I looking for in friendship right now because I can't hold you to a standard of friendship if I don't even know what the hell I want out of a friendship and then I look and say are you providing that for me and am I providing that for you and if not let's organically work at it if organic is not happening let's communicate and then if it's not then that takes us to the next step so what would be your suggestions for somebody that's like okay I'm, I'm listening to y'all and again I love a message, but y'all always leave me with what to do. What what do we do next? Okay. So for for me, when I look at like solutions to these things, it's doing that self-assessment first and foremost and understanding when this thing is no longer feeding us. It's not feeding us, it's holding us down, it's it's keeping us stagnant. Whatever it feels that is not right, recognizing, identifying, and accepting it. Right. On the individual level, because sometimes we'll be lying to ourselves, be like, nah, we feel good. Everything's fine. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know, everything's good. But it's like, no, you understanding that this maybe this relationship has run its course and it's time to let go. That's the first stop. Right. That's the first stop. The second stop is being able to address it. Like you said, communicate, be able to tell that person, like, look, I feel like. And that's if the situation provides space for that. If this is a person that you feel like, maybe if I communicate how I feel, there can be room for improvement and then I don't have to let go of this friendship or reposition it, then do that, right? Um, But if it doesn't allow space for that, just let it go. Just got to let it go. Some violations ain't nothing to talk about. It ain't. You can pack your shit. You can get the fuck on. But- some people get a great spirit. <laughs> um, but as we're doing that and we're letting go of those people that are just taking up space, we can be open to the new connections. We can be open to shoot, not shot. We can be open to like, you know, pouring some more water and sunshine on relationships that are there, but have potential that we haven't tapped into. Right. Mm -hmm. And then just being able to be more intentional, like you said, to the things that you are able to grow in and and be yourself 1000 percent unapologetically. Like, I love the fact that I can call you and we could talk about work and be like, that ain't shit. Kiki about nonsense, talk about hues to healing, talk about ways we can be creative and pop our shit and then be like, yeah, we outside. You know what I mean? Like the fact that- All in that, the same conversation. All in the all same in- conversation on different platforms, okay? <laughs> um, but I love the fact that the people I have in my life can ebb and flow with me in all aspects of me. Yeah. 
right? There is, I feel like at this stage of the game, there's no longer the, oh, I have my friend that I just go out with. I have my friend that I just do this with. Nah, we got space for a couple of friends and they got to be able to be versatile. That's your what it is. Multi-purpose friends. I found okay. that too. I have found, I have found that there are certain friendships that only want me for the deep, emotionally stimulating stuff and the, the emotional labor of, oh, this is my therapist Ugh. homegirl. This is my empath homegirl. I'm going to talk about all of my deep, dark stuff. But when it comes to everything else you do, I'm nowhere to be found. And I'm like, I need your insurance because, again, what you thought this was like, no. Exactly. Exactly. So just allowing space for yourself and other people and understanding that people have the ability to grow and change. So let go of the relationship because if it's meant to be, if it's going to be a good relationship, it can circle the block. It can come back. It can make some autocorrects and correct itself and come back in a better way. Yeah. But if it's not, it's just going to dwindle and die. And that's just what it was meant to be. Sometimes you got to prune the flower for it to grow. You know what I mean? Um, and then understanding that there's no, there's nothing wrong with people repositioning in your life. That day one is okay being an acquaintance. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean that, um, you've lo- you've lost love for that person. That doesn't mean that y'all beefing, you hate them, nothing. It doesn't mean that. It just means they are no longer in the same capacity in your life. Y'all still got love, still have shared memories, shared time, but they just are no longer in the, the front runner space in your life, you know? Mm-hmm. And just understanding that in the reverse as well, somebody can just got here yesterday and be holding up and taking up space, like, uh-uh, mood at my friend, you know, like. You're at the family dinner and everything. They're like, okay. okay. Exactly. You didn't promote it quick. Thick as thieves. And and I feel like the people that are in our lives that have been here longer, when they're able to recognize that, they're like, oh, she just got here, but she be around. Oh, she must be dope as fuck. Because trust mm-hmm. my taste. Yeah, right. Tr- trust my ability to recognize good characters and people. And if I don't see something that you see, let me know. And I'll make that judgment call. But just being open to everything. I feel like at this stage of the game in life, we understand and we have a better grasp on how life is just ever changing. Mm -hmm. Right. And because we understand that for life, we also understand that for people. (laughs) So we got to understand that people will change, grow, evolve. And so will their presence in your life. And so will your presence in their life. So being open to that, everything changes, nothing is permanent, nothing is constant and forever takes off some of that space and some of that energy of like, oh my God, we were supposed to be, we were supposed to, you know, get married together, have the kids together, die together. We were supposed to be forever, friends forever. That girl Girl don't always work like that. But no, like you said, everything you said is real. And I like the part where you bring up, this is not permanent. Things can autocorrect. Things can come back. But for me, I'm going to leave y'all with my authentic rough around the edges, as Dr. Pam likes to say, (laughs) advice is assess it, communicate it. And until real conversations and real Mm -hmm. growth is had in that relationship, lead a ass right where they was weird at. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's what you need to do for your mental health. For sure. Because you can't sit here and be quibbling over nonsense, especially when you got all these great gems in your life that's ready to show up. Put me in the game. But you over here crying over spilled milk. Ah, come on, you're doing yourself a disservice. And what do we want you to be? Abundant. <laughs> abundant in friendships, abundant in relationships, abundant in everything. So come on, you're doing yourself a disservice. Get out your own way. 
that part. So I think this is a perfect space to transition us into our listener letters for this week. So this week, our listener letter comes from Kim. Kim says, hey, besties. Hey, girl. Um, Your podcast has become a lifeline for me as of late. Oh, I love that. I've been feeling more disconnected from people than ever, and it's been tough. Your podcast reminded me that I'm not alone in the struggle and that there are ways to combat loneliness. I appreciate the practical advice and was wondering if you had any advice about maintaining long distance friendships and building meaningful connections online. I travel a lot for my job, so I'm not able to get as much in-person time with friends and family and start and it's starting to take a toll. I'm just trying to explore how to make those connections deeper and more fulfilling. I appreciate y'all. We appreciate you too. What you got to tell Miss Kim? Um, Kim, I can relate to this experience. Some of my closest friends, most of my friends actually don't live in the same state as me. And even the ones that do, we don't nobody live by me. So all my friends is long distance <laughs> in some way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it kind of goes back to what we were highlighting this episode and just in general with the podcast is like intentionality. My friendships that I've been able to maintain that have been able to flourish they all result from me and the other people making sure that we spend time, we show up. Like um, one of my close friends, um, two of my close friends are in different time zones. So we got to coordinate stuff. We got to be like, yo, okay, so when you get off of work, that's this time for me. I'm going to FaceTime you on this day because you're off on like it. We really have to sit and schedule out our phone calls or our FaceTimes, which we didn't have to do when we was younger, but life looks a lot different. So when we talk about mm-hmm flowing with our friends and meeting them where they're at. That's just the space that we're in. Um, Try to make it a priority to see my friends at least once a year, especially those that live far away. So me and one of my close friends, also a mom, we, you're going to see us at Usher in a couple of weeks. Okay. You know why? Because we coordinated it. We made sure we had the time, the space, the finances, all of those Mm -hmm. things, because it was like the last few times we got together, it was in celebration of other things, of of the kids and of mm-hmm. milestones and accomplishments. And it was like we haven't gone out together like we used to do back in the days. So you have to, again, in this assessment, it's solution based. So when you're presenting a challenge with a friend, it's what are we going to do about it? So it's the same way about, hey, we haven't created space for one another. Um, sometimes me and my friends, we've done stuff where you talk about the long distance thing. It's like, OK, we're going to watch blank and we're going to discuss it. Like, and that might sound corny, but look, we got to make it work. We have to remain relevant on what's going on in one another's lives. So we know all the work drama. They know everybody in my job that I hate. I know everybody at their job that they hate. We ain't never (laughs) seen these people and we won't ever see these people. But it's like, girl, I need you to, you know, be a simulation in my office right now, because let me tell you how someone so said, but you have to get very creative with that. Um, In terms of the part of your question about building meaningful connections online, I personally don't have any advice for you, but one of my friends, I know like one of the things she did was I joined a book club in town because she's away from her close friend. So it was like, okay, this is a community of people that were like-minded, similar in culture and ethnicity. And it was like, oh, wow, this is helpful. Um, So find things that you have an interest in and see if there is a virtual space that exists or if there's something local to where you are in proximity and you can join that. I think that that is one suggestion, but with your existing friends and family is you just have to be creative. You have to work around folks' personal lives, the time zone differences, and then when time and finances permit, get together with people. But all of that stems from being intentional, recognizing how important that relationship is to you and that that is going to require you to 
do more. It's not going to be autopilot like it used to be when you were closer to them or when you had less life issues. You say your job requires you to travel a lot. So that's a big thing to navigate. And then from there, you'll see what works. You don't want to script out your lives with your friends. Like, oh, every Monday at 530 we talk. That for me wouldn't work. I'm like, okay, you're doing a lot. This is feeling like probation. <laughs> um, but making sure like, hey, it's been some time and I haven't checked in with you. What do I need to do? So be intentional, assess what you need from your friendships and relationships, and then be open to what's available to you and explore that. And one of the first ways to do it is based on what you already like to do. And if you could find people close to you or in a virtual community that like doing that, you guys hypothetically will connect quicker and easier than, you know, folks who you don't know what they like and what they're about. So that's what I would recommend for you. That's some good stuff. I like that. And to be creative is top tier, especially speaking for somebody who's moved far away from, even if we are in the same state, like we're still far away from each other. I got friends I'll be calling on Facebook Messenger so we can play uh, Words with Friends, okay? And this is what we do. <laughs> As we're talking mess in the background, just random, right? But yeah. then there's also the friends that are far away that I'm like, yo, I haven't seen you outside of an event in like, I don't know how many years we need to make mm-hmm. time for ourselves. That's why I popped out on Labor Day, you remember? Um, Girl, just, I remember. Hmm? <laughs> 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 just a little pop, pop, peep. Um, but yeah, just being intentional and then organically looking for those opportunities where you can shoot your shot and be like, oh, that girl got nice nails. Like, I'll be having nice nails. I feel like we the same kind of chick. Like, let me say hi, you know, um, mm-hmm. and just looking for those opportunities and being organically present. I hope I we helped you out, Kim. And then I am going to give you all a therapist recommendation that is perfect for the content of today's conversation. So what I am recommending to y'all as y'all homegirl who just happens to be a therapist is I want you guys to call a friend. It could be a day one. And I want, if that's who you're going to call, I want you to thank them for remaining a presence in your life. Like we've highlighted some of our personal experiences that just show that people grow apart and there's nothing wrong with it. But if you have somebody that is sandbox, that has remained a presence, that has continuously showed up for you, like thank them for that. Like recognize and validate that because not everyone has it. Um, some people didn't have day ones to begin with as we found out in this episode. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a day one that comes to mind or maybe you want to reserve your call because time is limited and you only got one, <laughs> then call a day two. Call a day two and continue to build that connection. If you listen to this episode and you realize that you haven't been the friend you need or want to be, call the person that you feel like resonated and apologize. Maybe amends can be made. Maybe y'all just leave the call with understanding and clarity and you guys are okay with where you stand, but you guys have just cleared the air. Either way, whether you call in a day one, whether you explore in a relationship with a day two, or whether you call in to make amends or clear the air, the homework this week is to phone a friend. Oh, I love that. Phone a friend. Y'all pay attention yeah, you said to the I'm dynamics. You phone. It didn't I say text, email. It ain't no text. Oh. Listen, I don't care where you at. What's uh, I don't care where you at. WhatsApp exists. Uh, like you said, people be calling on Facebook Messenger. Look, you have access to some type of device to talk to somebody. Call me, okay. And I think that's a great recommendation. I might have to take you up on that, girl. I'm just call you. Ah. Don't call me. Uh uh-uh. uh. Homie, wait. You call me every day. That don't count. That don't count. No, Mm-mm. you're not doing your homework. I'm gonna tell I your know, therapist. First of all, I don't call you every day. That was a lot. Y'all, I want to say that every day. Okay. Okay. You know what? I'm trying to cap. Anyway, 
<laughs> and that was our episode for this week. Thanks for tuning in and taking time to connect with us. But now it's time to do the work and you got this. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and check out our free mental health resource guide linked in the notes. Please leave us some reviews because it helps us understand what you got going on and how you feel. And it also helps other people find our podcast. So share your thoughts. We'll do a weekly call for listener letters on Instagram. So write us for a chance to get some insight from us. Your homegirls, we have therapists. See y'all next week. Bye, y'all.